All right, welcome in. Welcome in to week 16, the season finale of the Talking Shop Football Pod. Just to recap, each week I have on my fantasy football opponents talk about our match. We also break down NFL games, league results. Sometimes we do a little NFL trivia, talk off the field news, etc. This week I'm joined by our 2020 champion. Brady can go buck himself, Dylan Lockman. Dylan, how are you? I'm feeling pretty fantastic this fine morning. Sure you are. I'm sure you are. Uh, Final score against Chris Sampson, 160.2 to 97.9. That's your final, Dylan, with a resounding victory, a 62-point victory over Chris in the finals, led by Brady. Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, and the Panthers D. That's your 2020 roster of the year champions. What a what a great year for you, Dylan. Yeah, I mean the, the team team really came together. And you know, I anticipated you asking a couple questions about like what was it you did. And I think honestly, the you know, the, there was some some strategy in play, but I think one of the biggest things that just fell my way was the my injury bug was like close to none. Um, so if you look at how many moves I've made this season, I really was really lucked out. Um, I'm you know some near some of the lower count. Um, the only one that uh, I, I I think I was really uh, impacted by was probably Galladay, which hardly played this season, and he was like I think my third rounder, but. You know, my top two picks uh, played phenomenally throughout the season, Kamara and Kelsey. And, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with kind of some of the other just minor adjustments and tweaks I made throughout that that got me through it. But um, I'm very, very happy to be on the trophy, like the the team name that's permanently on this trophy, too. Brady can go buck himself. It's a great team name. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's just, I'd call it probably pg-13 right and that's that's the that's a good fan that's good family fun right there yeah we added another winner to the trophy i think this is we're up to our fifth year of putting people's names on the trophy even though our league's like 10 or 11 years um it's great it's great to have you in the club man yeah it's um it's exciting to be on this making making history um of course 2020 was a fascinating year but it's nice that everyone gets to walk away with a positive thing which is me on that trophy i thought at first that kamara was going to be the story of this conversation but if kamara even had one point this week he still would have won just a really good team-wide effort so just really really great well honestly it it allowed me to breathe easy (laughs) like on christmas it was it was it was absurd i think it, it was the single best performance by any player of of the year um, I don't think any player eclipsed the 53.2 mark. Um, and so Kamara just, he was incredible throughout the season. And then, of course, just, you know, gave me a really, really comfortable buffer walking in. You know, we Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, which, you know, more of that, please, which was nice. Um, and then, but the, but yeah, just Kamara, you know, starting me off with with a nice lead like that um, i was still nervously looking at the the projections because i know that i've seen samson's team achieve some pretty impressive scores so Mm -hmm. i was i was probably and probably this is more just like a mindset thing which is you are 
you're, you're kind of cautiously optimistic. And so I, I, I had some cautious optimism even after starting 53 points up, which is kind of absurd. Yeah. But I didn't want to set myself up for, I didn't want it to be like a tortoise in the hair sort of scenario where I'd, <laughs> you know, gone ahead, taken a nap, and then chip by chip, you know, yard by yard, point by point, Samson just, you know, you know beats me. And so yeah. it, was a, it, was, it was a really, it was a good matchup though. Um, and, you know, I, I think my, my favorite, my favorite, besides the Kamara thing, my favorite thing is that I streamed the Panthers defense this week and yep. they just went off. <laughs> it was just like, this is, this is incredible. Um, and, and Brady, I was a little... Brady played great, but I wanted a unbelievable. He only played the half the game. Pretty bad. You know, played half the game, threw up thirty. It was, you know, if you were to linearly estimate it, he would put close to just shy of sixty. So he would have had seven hundred and thirty yards and eight touchdowns if he had played the second half. They call him Tom Terrific. He's got yeah. that. He still got it in him. All right, I really want to talk about some of these fun NFL playoff scenarios in a minute. But first, let's start out with some 2020 holiday trivia. Hey, I also want, before we go that direction, I also want to compliment you. For, for, the, for the listeners out there, just call out the, your, your favorite host for your favorite podcast also has had a, a successful season out on the field. Well, thanks, man. I, I had a good season. I made the wrong start-sit decisions in last week's playoff matchups and it cost me a chance to play in the finals but um even if i had squeaked through samson it's nice to know that i wasn't going to match up to your 160 points this week so really it was the difference between second and third but happy to be on the podium no good on you man you had a solid team you were a top performer through the season and you know angled towards that podium slot thank you appreciate that well Let's do some holiday 2020 trivia. Let's see if you can let's see if you can nail these. What was the hottest gift for kids this holiday season? Number one selling toy. PlayStation 5. I'm sorry, it was the Baby Yoda plush doll. But a good oh. guess. Oh. Well, you know, I'm going to actually call a technicality here that there's been incredible supply problems with the PlayStation 5. So if you mm-hmm. look if you were to project out if PlayStation, since they have a fixed price, it's not an elastic good. If they were able to deliver the supply, uh, I think the demand would have been off the charts. I know because I've tried to purchase one myself to no avail. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, pencil in my answer in the in the other success and the other um, other box there. But baby, baby plush Yoda. Also been tough the, to find. The, I gotta say, also really? tough to find though. Yeah, a little scarcity there as well. You should get one for Matumbo. Yeah, it'll be gone in about two hours. Yeah, exactly. But he likes the cotton yeah. balls inside of it better than the actual toy itself. I heard there was a finale in town. I thought I'd stop by. Hey. We are doing the finale. <laughs> this is the finale. Wait, thank you for dropping by. Here, Dylan, I just want to say congratulations, man. I've been following your team all year. What a, wow. what a beautiful lineup you had. What a beautiful final game. Uh, uh, I was blown away. Thanks, man. Really, really appreciate that. And it's nice to know. Like, I, I think it's great. I know that the podcast has really helped the distribution and appreciation of our league. And it's great to know that people really like to get down into, you know, the nitty gritty numbers and, uh, and look at some of the fine tuning. Appreciate the... I, 
the competitiveness of this league. You look at, you know, on any given any given Tuesday, the waiver wire or at Wednesday, I guess, when all the waivers clear, you know, it's busy. It is really busy that day. So this is a good league. And so I uh, appreciate, yeah, pre- appreciate the comment there. I wonder if you would uh, appreciate the wider audience if you were not the winner. <laughs> if you had gotten last place, you might really hate this podcast for spreading the word about this league. Well, that, that, that's a good point, um, but that's also not the scenario. And I, I think <laughs> I've calmed some of my abilities to stay away from, from that corner. I was going to say this for last, since Ryan brought it up. Dylan, did you happen to check who came in last this year? Uh, at risk of insulting someone, if I were to, if I were to guess, um, I actually I think I know. I think uh, he had a he had a tough year with a bunch of injuries. Is it Danny? It's actually not Danny. So it's not Danny. he was in the last place game, but he snuck out a victory this last week, and the honor of last place in the league goes to Tommy Hendrickson, oh. who's our repeat champion of last place. So two years mm-hmm. in a row. So he's been in the league for two years, and he's gotten two 12th place finishes. The last week he was starting Trubisky, Le'Veon Bell, someone named Jalen Goyton in the flex. Um, Come on, Tommy. You know know, I have to commend Tommy, though, because, you know, December is the month of giving, and every year Tommy gives away $250. So, (laughs) you know, it's it's nice, (laughs) nice to know what a charitable man he is. Well, congrats to Tommy. Matt, tell him what he won. (laughs) <laughs> he won a shame, a basket of shame. <laughs> and a baby Yoda plush doll. <laughs> wow. I mean, that that's a, I feel like there's some eBay resale value on there. All right. Question number two. Ryan, stick with us here. Who was the most Googled artist in 2020? I believe you're saying the most Googled, or the most Googled like musical artist, I'm assuming. Yes. Who was the most Googled? musical artist of 2020 well there was one artist that released two albums and she kind of has an incredible following and so that's kind of my my first guess is going to be taylor swift but i'm just trying to think before i submit that as a final answer is there any other artist who was uh, i'm like hard pressed to think anyone like drake was not it's usually like drake and taylor swift and beyonce it's like it kind of circles those three uh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with taylor swift and uh i'll say uh i'll say tony bennett Ooh. i think a lot of uh a lot of older people are starting to figure out google the most google artist of 2020 was the super bowl host shakira but she was also googled because of a viral tiktok challenge Oh, hey, Kiara. Based on a Black Eyed Peas song. That's why I brought Kiara in to help us out here. Kiara, can you please explain? Black Eyed Peas. Um, I'm not sure why you need me for this, but you've got the <laughs> one Latina you know to help you. Um, but it's, yeah, that's, that's it. Shakira did a dance in a Black Eyed Peas music video, and it's like the hottest thing right now on TikTok. How does it go? Uh, why don't you just get a recording and play it? We don't have the rights. We're going to have to hear it from you. <laughs> Matt, I would love to hear the Black Keys, Black Eyed Peas mashup band, the Black Eyed Keys that you mentioned earlier. I, I hear they do great live shows. <laughs> Pretty great. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Question number three. <laughs> what was the number one 
hit single song of 2020? Dylan? Dude, I, I, I am not up on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go with in. I guess maybe the only song, and this is just, this is the best guess I could come up with. I guess Blinding Lights by Weekend. That was actually number two. Good guess. Number one was The Box by Roddy Rich. I don't even know wow. who Roddy Rich is. Look, look it up. You'll know the song. Oh, um, okay. I, okay. Once I played it, I was like, oh, okay, that song. Got it. Okay. But I don't know who that is either. There was no runaway song of the summer this year. There's no like uh, Get Lucky. There's no blur. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, the closest thing I thought was like Blinding Lights in and had a TikTok dance to support it too. So that was like, oh, um, yeah. That was my game. But that was like that was a bit earlier in the year. But agreed. Maybe that's because there's no um, shared spaces for people to experience the song together. So people are just listening to music more individually. What was the most streamed holiday song this holiday season? People really loved that Mariah Carey song, but I, I I'm a fan of more of the classics. I like a lot of the Bing Crosby's and like the Ella Fitzgeralds. So I think we're gonna go with Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. You nailed it, Dylan. All right, last one before we get into some NFL playoff scenarios. What was the number one best-selling book of 2020? I'm going to go Obama biography. Got, Got it. Boom. Got it. Closed out strong. I think in like the last five years, the top two have both been books by the Obamas. Oh, yeah. great. Bit of- really dominant. I, I, I actually... I am a recipient of said book for Christmas. And so uh, I'm actually doing the audio book while I'm reading it for double retention, double the fun. And then also just it's Obama's voice, which is just so captivating. So I highly recommend that if uh, you got some audible credits kicking around. Well, I won't spoil anything, but um, <laughs> I, I won't say anything. I won't say anything. It gets really good, though. He. 2000 once you get to like the 2008-ish chapter it gets really good <laughs> no I, I i just said no <laughs> no more spoilers please <laughs> the economy um, goes through a bit of a rough, yeah, rough patch right around there too not to give anything away again please please <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah right. so i'm uh yeah i'm enjoying that one All right, I've got some fun little NFL playoff scenarios for Week 17, Dylan. I want to run by you. If the Browns had beaten the Jets this week, they would be in. But having lost to the 1-14 in Jets, they now have a bit of a uphill climb. Aren't they 2-13 Jets? That's right, because they have the second pick in the draft now behind the Jags. So the Browns, a team that haven't made the playoffs since 2002 – now have to beat the Steelers to make the playoffs. Oh. Should they lose, they need the Jags to beat the Colts, and they're also in. What do you think about the Browns' chances here? So, Steelers are a bunch of clowns. Just to start <laughs> off on that one. Bunch of clowns. Um, so, the Browns need to beat the Steelers, and, the Jet- and then you said, what was the second scenario? Um, should they lose to the Steelers? They need the hmm. Jags to beat the Colts, and they're also in. I think, I think the Colts are going to win that game. Um, it puts the scenario that the they need to win out, in my opinion. 
and I think I think St- Steelers are going to play with some vengeance because everyone is uh, starting to really doubt them. This is far from Super Bowl year for for the Steelers, but they still have a decent team. Where is that Steelers game? The Steelers Browns game is it in Heinz or is it in? That game is in Cleveland. All right, I'm going to go for a spicy pick. I'm going to say Cleveland wins that one. So if Cleveland wins that one, they make the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Um, it's really such a Browns move to lose to the Jets this weekend, and when they're having a they're a ten and ten and four team playing the second worst team in the NFL. To lose that game yeah. when you're going to make the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons is such a Browns move. And now they have this uphill climb against the Steelers. So I'm going to say the Steelers win that game and the Browns miss the playoffs. But we'll see. Cool. I like the split. I like the split on that. It's good to, it's a good conversation point, good conversation starter. All right. Here's another scenario for you. You lived in Chicago for a while. How about those Chicago Bears? Here's their playoff picture. If they beat the Packers this weekend, they're in. Unfortunately, the Packers still have something to play for, home field throughout the playoffs and a bye week. So the Packers aren't just going to mail this one in. They're going to try hard. So the Bears beat the Packers. They're in. But if they lose, they still get in. And hear this out. If the Rams beat the Cardinals, the Bears still make the playoffs. So what do you think? I think the Pack are going to beat the Bears comfortably. I, I only caught a bit of the game last night, but like just looking at how explosive Devontae Adams is off that little, it was, a, it was a, I don't even know what you'd call it. It wasn't a screen pass. He, he just, Aaron Rodgers had a quick release off to the side and Devontae Adams just muscled into that. Like that's a, you're just going to see a bunch of that stuff. So in I the think blizzard. Be a lot of- yeah. It was in the blizzard too. That was fun to watch. I don't like putting my own destiny in the hands of others. And I think. I mean, the Cardinals just got the Cardinals just lost to the Niners this weekend. They played pretty abysmally. I think uh, Arizona wins that game. I think Arizona's going to win that one. They're going to want to bounce back. Ah, so the Bears missed the playoffs. Bears miss. Tough to see. Tough to hear that. It's it's tough to hear that, but I the Bears are still kind of re, they're, they're in any they're not poised for like a ton of success right now. So even though you want to win, you know, if you play, if you're looking at this more longer term, you're going to want to uh, invest more in your team. And a good way to do that is to put forth your best effort, but also maybe have higher draft picks. All right. This last one's really near and dear to my heart. So don't give me any bad news here, but here's the New York Mm -hmm. Giants playoff hopes. They need to beat Dallas in New York home game against Dallas. And they need the mm-hmm. Eagles to beat Washington. Now, Washington has a better record than the Eagles, but Washington is dealing with Alex Smith is hurt. Yeah. Haskins has been benched for going to a strip club without a mask on. And they're going to have to be relying on third stringer Taylor Heineke as their starting QB, unless Alex Smith can miraculously make himself available next weekend. So again, the Giants need to beat Dallas and they need Washington to lose to the Eagles. What do you think? I say this, I say this with full honesty that I think they're going to make. It. I think I saw. Cut out I there saw, for a second. You said Giants are going to make it. Is that what I heard? Giants are going to make it. So I'm I'm saying Giants make it, and I'm looking at. I streamed Carolina this week, knowing that, that Washington was going to be lost. 
lost in their own ways. And I was right. I mean, well, like, and then, so that's one aspect of it. And I just always hate the Cowboys. Um, and, you know, the Cowboys play inside in a nice, probably 72 degree stadium in Texas. And, you know, they have to go up to New York. They have to go play at MetLife. So good luck. I think Giants, Giants win. And uh, Eagles, despite the messy season that they have had, I think that's, I think that they still pull this one off just because uh, the only bigger mess right now in the NFC, in the NFC East is, is the, the Redskins. The artist formerly known as the Redskins. Well, that's amazing. I'm so happy you called out the Giants. Here. Sorry. That is a, you know, old habits die hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, until they rename the team, it's kind of hard. I, I still, Washington football team. I kind of just like, I hope they kind of keep it to be perfectly honest. Just football team. Untitled <laughs> Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, sometimes artists release albums. They're like, hey, this is my untitled album. Right. And this is kind of like, you know, the, Wash- the Washington football team, like kind of an indie band. Right. Just trying to figure it's it like out. Like three years before a movie comes out, it's just called Untitled Martin Scorsese Project. This is the untitled yeah, Washington. Yeah, exactly. Working, it's just a working title. Right. So it can, I, I, I hope they kind of, uh, I, hope they, I, I, I hope they stick with it. Oh, I have to say though, I did enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the Cleveland, the Cleveland bit that uh, some other guys were talking about, all the, the balloons, the balloon launchers. I, I went and did a little more homework on that. That was hysterical. I looked at the, the pictures of it and it was incredible. I have never seen anything like it. It was like a, it was like a nightmare of up. <laughs> the great Cleveland balloon debacle is a mess. Yeah. One and a half million or million balloons released into the air. Just sat yeah. there. Incredible. Devastation and too. And refused to put them in the record book for it. They said, you do not get to be rewarded for this. It's, it is the most Cleveland story end to end. That was uh, based on the discussion of what we should rename the Cleveland Indians team, the Cleveland Balloon yeah. Launchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm casting my vote in that direction. Cleveland fans have had just such a rough... Outside of that one LeBron James title against the Warriors, it's just been such a rough lifetime of sports for Cleveland fans. Yeah, and they don't even... Like, geographically, I'd say it's arguably one of the worst places to be in the country as well. <laughs> yeah it's cold there's nothing to do have you ever heard the um yakov smirnoff joke from like the 70s about no. cleveland he's no. like he's like uh you know he's from russia and he's in america he's in america he's a comedian in america and so he's doing this all in a russian accent but he's like sure. you know i got to america and like everyone makes jokes about cleveland i never understood why uh, people make jokes about cleveland he's like but I guess every country has that one city they make fun of. Back in Russia, it was Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, but yeah, don't, you really guys good. Ever wish, don't you guys ever wish you're just one hour away from Toledo? I feel like that's what Cleveland offers as a city, is that just access to Toledo, uh, you know, any given, you could wake up one day and say, you know, to hell with it, today I'll be in Toledo. And Cleveland offers that. Cleveland, your yeah. gateway to Toledo. You know, 
it f- phonetically similar, San Francisco is proximal to Tahoe. It's no Toledo, but it is Tahoe. So that's that you got that going for it. I said the one thing I agree, the two things I agree with you today are are that the Giants will make the playoffs and that Tahoe is no Toledo. Yeah, there you go. Those are those are some hot takes. Well, uh, Toledo's got a lot going on. Never never been there, but just the fact that they're they're doing it, you know, I appreciate that. I've seen the inside of the Greyhound station. It's one of the nicer. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I recall that uh, you, uh, you you did a nice little road trip one one Christmas. Yeah, told me I, about that. I sat got in the to, back of a, a bus for seventy hours. <laughs> got to see lots of sights. That was a dream come true. I, I've never seen Kansas before. I got to see Kansas that night. I'll tell you what, it beats Paris <laughs> ten times out of ten. <laughs> You know, I bet you've heard of the City of Lights, but what about, you know, the City of Fields? <laughs> you ever see 10,000 wind turbines blinking in unison? It will drive you crazy. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. the that is breeding ground for serial killers. And it, it, it's completely understandable. Yeah. Yeah, we should really limit gun guns there, especially. <laughs> All right. I want to jump into uh, some Super Bowl long shot odds here, Dylan. Yep, Real quick before we before we let you go, I know we're over time, but I want to get your take on a couple couple long shots to win the Super Bowl as of this morning. The Buccaneers are eleven to one. Any money allocated towards them, or are we just throwing away money on that one? Let's 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 force let's go the the other direction. Just so I think, like I bet it's still Chiefs up top. Chiefs are favorites because then the way that I'm gonna have to think about this is like, could they win out in their conference? Could they win out on their um, in the big one? So let's let's force rank these the other way. Yeah, because well, Chief, Buc- Chiefs are plus one eighty, so they're basically you'll mm-hmm. you know they're less than two to one. Packers are the number two best at five hundred plus 500 which is five to one saints are the third best seven to one mm-hmm. so the seahawks are actually the second best nfc team so they'd have to go through they're basically saying in the nfc the packers are number one seahawks are number two bucks are number three bucks are going to have to play a road playoff game because the saints are going to get home field Sorry, they're actually ranked fourth. Mm-hmm. So I forgot about the Saints. Packers, Saints, Seahawks, and then Bucks. Saints are going to get um, the division. So the Bucks are going to have to play all road playoff games, and they're going to have to they're going to have to win a lot of games on the yeah a lot of games on the road. Their first, although their first game might be in either New York or in Washington, so not the best of, of opponents. They'll be a, a they'll be playing like a six win team week one. Yeah. Um. But then, but then they'll have to go to Lambeau and to New Orleans. Essentially, yeah, that's a tough road. That's a that's a tough road. Um, I don't think the Bucks do it. Yeah, no point putting any putting any capital there. Mm-mm, no. Second, second uh, question I had for you: Who do you, whose chances do you like better, the Seahawks or the Bills? They're both at ten to one. Ooh, I like that. Um... I think Seahawks uh, playoff experience and I think just, yeah, I, I mean, I honestly put more credence in Russell Wilson um, than Josh Allen, though Josh Allen is pretty fantastic. I just think that in a clutch situation, so long as they make a good play call on the two yard line 
in the Super Bowl. Um, I think Russell Wilson <laughs> can get it done. Yeah. Yeah, Russ, Russ versus Mahomes would be kind of fun to watch, or even uh, Rodgers yeah. versus Mahomes. I'm, I'm excited for either of those scenarios. Um, I, I think, I think, I think that your that's your Super Bowl matchup is um, like a, a pretty boring pick. I think, even though the Chiefs have been a little less productive in scoring, uh, they don't have Edwards Hilaire anymore to kind of keep the ball moving on the ground and establish a play action. I, th- I think Chiefs, Chiefs repeat, um, and I think they're going to uh, win out over over the pack. So I'm going to take the boring, you know, the boring plus 180 bet. Yeah, for sure. That's all I had. I want to do a quick shout-out to my family, Fantasy Football League. Ryan, maybe you can chime in here. Andy Spangenberg took down the championship. He was. If you want to hear more about Andy's team, you can look up special number one of our first season. He, defeat, he defeated Nick Matera in a very close final match. So congrats to Andy Spangenberg. He, he ran a great team. Nick was uh, Nick flew into the uh, into the playoffs, but he was finicky all the way. He wasn't afraid to have a terrible week here and there, whereas Andy was very consistent. Though I will say, I did take Andy down in our in our first matchup of the year, which I believe I mentioned six or seven times. Last time I was on the pod, but I would just like it out there that <laughs> if there was anyone out there who who could have taken down the champion, it might have been the uh, East Apple Lettucebergs. Yeah. Did you guys know that you have the same birthday? I think you both know that, right? Yeah, fellow Aquarius. Uh, <laughs> though I will say, you know, we share the same birthday with millions and millions tens of millions of people <laughs> so if you drew a big enough circle i'm sure you, you that net would catch a lot of people but it's still pretty exciting you know if you were in a room with 22 random people i think i think that's the number somebody would the odds are somebody would share a birthday wouldn't it make more sense if if you shared a room at 366 people the birthday paradox as it's called also known as the birthday problem, states that in a random group of 23 people, there is about a 50% chance that two people have the same birthday. I would say yes. Normally, Ryan, if there's, if everyone had the same, let's say, there's a lot of Valentine's Day babies, right? So November gets stacked, right? (laughs) Think about this, right? You have like your... You're like you're like oh it's summer right that stacks like another kind of in the early spring there's times where you get these clusters of birthdays so you don't have like a perfect even distribution of birthdays across the year so then that means that you're going to kind of build more centroids around a couple months so that's going to boost your odds there but then i'm trying to work through why 23 why 23 is the because yeah, there's not there's not even probability across all the days of the year. But 23, I'd, I'd have to think through, like, why. Um, I don't, I don't well, if you had 365 people in a room, the odds of nobody having the same birthday would be astronomical. One in 10 Google trillion, right? Yeah. Well, because it's, um, it's the complement of that raised to the amount of um, people in your population, right? So it's like if let's say you're one of 365, 366, you would um, it would be I think um, one minus um, 355 raised or one minus 
a probability raised to the amount of people. So yeah, so when if there's one person in a room and a second person walked in, this, the odds of them having the same birthday are one in one hundred one in three hundred and sixty-five. Mm-hmm. When that third person walks in, then it's one in one eighty because they could have either one of those two people. Mm-hmm. When the fourth person walks in, it's one in oh, okay. one twenty. Oh. Then it's one in ninety, and it keeps going down pretty quickly until you get to that twenty-third person when it's fifty-fifty. So it's like a combinatorial problem. Remember, it's like if you know how many handshakes are there in the room if there's this many people, because you know a handshake in this case signifies same birthday. Um, so it's yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. It's been a while since I've done critical thinking math. I just do fantasy football <laughs> SAT math, which style. is like. This person going to outperform 7.6 points. Do I like this lineup? That's the math I do these days. That's a pretty good, uh, if, if you're in, it happened to be in a room with 25 people, which none of us have been in a, in a while, but if you are, that's a pretty good bet to just yell out be like, Hey, is anyone going to take this? Like I'll bet everyone here 10 bucks uh that someone shares my birthday if you do that a few times you could not your birthday uh, though not your birthday you'll get that wrong it's so, if anyone shares a right birthday. People, i like right. i like i like that idea of just asking like you know, throwing it out at someone where you're like hey so if you're in a room with 23 people like what are you doing right now just and then <laughs> like, but hypothetically <laughs> present that question to them um so this also kind of this has made me think about a point which is what what is What's our SACO, like punishment trophy? I think we should pass the new bylaws to kind of build for that because this is making me think about how I haven't done math in a while. And like one of my, I've heard a couple of really good punishments. Um, one of them is reset the SATs. You just have to wake up on a fine Saturday morning with some sharpened number two pencils, go take the SATs, right? So I'm thinking about, you know, my, I'm thinking about the math we're doing right now and, you know, how fair on that. And the second thing that would be is, wonderful, by the way, yeah, the, my second favorite one I've heard is you have to learn an instrument you don't know, and then you have to go play in a street corner until you make like ten bucks. I love that too. <laughs> That's, really good. That's really good. Probably tough in this day and age, but um, or or even the, even more so, just anything to make ten bucks. So you go out on the street and you have to get ten dollars, and like whatever you do to do that, you, like whether that's just accosting strangers. Whether you just put the hat out and start dancing. I think we should revisit this. The, uh, what is the the punishment for, for Sacco? Actually, I heard a super gnarly one. I heard a super gnarly one yesterday. My sister-in-law's boyfriend, he, in, in his friend's league, I know it sounds like I'm really starting to dance the number of connections out here, but um, in this league, uh, someone had to get a belly button ring and wear it for an entire year. And I was like, I think that's a little too hardcore, um, but I respect that i respect them for for sign for everyone for signing up for that yeah it's really like i mean tommy two years in a row and also the only two years you've been in the league so there's there should have been something like come on man like 12 yeah back-to-back years <laughs> that's actually I mean, difficult to achieve i'd say it the really probabilities is. of that the probabilities of that are lower than the birthday have you ever played the game secret hitler um no i don't think so it's a very fun board game that my brother introduced us brought into the family group but one of the first times we played it was in vermont a couple years ago and um, nice this time of year with all that snow yeah 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 it was right about this time uh two years ago and mike ryan came with this 
<laughs> Mike Ryan came and joined us with his fiance, Sarah, and she and he brought her to our family gathering and you know, she was just meeting everybody. And that first night we busted out this game called Secret Hitler. And there was ten of us mm-hmm. playing. And one of the every time you get this secret card and and every and there's one Hitler among the ten of you. And the first round we played, Sarah got the Hitler card. So she was she had to play the role of Hitler for like an hour mm-hmm. while we played the game. And then we finished that round and we were like, Oh, let's play again. She got the same card again, two straight games. <laughs> And like that was her introduction to our family, us like having to discover that she's Hitler twice, like two hours of like her her playing the role of Hitler. I like that. I like that. But the thing is, the thing that's interesting about the scenario, though, it's the same scenario, right? Twice in a row, improbable event. But like she wasn't in control of that. Tommy, on the other hand, complete control of his own destiny. And uh, he ran his team into the ground. So, you know, I, I see the parallels, but I also want to acknowledge that, you know, Sarah, Sarah, you know, wasn't wasn't her uh, wasn't her choice. Where Tommy, he he consciously and actively worked his way towards there. Yeah, it's pretty bad that he couldn't find somebody better than uh, Trubisky, Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> Jalen Guyton. Like, who are these people, man? Like, I I know the waivers know. are tough, but you get the number one waiver choice every single week. Come on. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think about our? our um, Did we expand our rosters last year? Like yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's way too many bench spots. It's I think ridiculous. We, I think, There's I no. Think, here, here, here's a here's a like. I think we contract it by one, but we keep the IR spot. So in our family league, we have three. We only have three bench spots, and it makes it so much fun because there's oh, just such yeah, a madness. Yeah, you can't just like stash away like random random people for you know for weeks, and I think. Yeah, I really like contracting that. I like the idea of contracting our bench. I mean, what do we have, seven? A thousand percent. I think we should drop two bench spots, probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Let's let's talk to John about that. And, of course, everyone else in the league. But um, That's a good uh, question, actually. How much does this league uh, change the bylaws between seasons? And what are some uh, what are some thoughts for next season that you're thinking of altering? Sacco trophy, reduction of bench spots. Those are the only two off the top of my head. When you can start stashing like five running backs, parentheses, Dave, like that's it sucks when like you know, let's say like Zeke or Saquon goes down, that sucks for you because you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, and the thing is, I, I don't think we trade enough for that to for it to be used as like leverage, right? It's not like anyone's like like I I I strongly believe we should decrease the amount of bench spots. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Is it about time we introduced, um, we voted on whether we should do half a point, points per reception? We've never done points per reception in the history league. No, no PPR. Okay, this is going back to an earlier pod thing, like, do we get points per throw? Do we get points per, like... (laughs) Yeah. I I, I really like the non-PPR. I told someone that, like, that's real fantasy football. It's like, privately, yes, that is real fantasy football. None of this... PPR hotwash. I feel like the defense should have more. Like I know that ESPN doesn't offer this, but I feel like there should be more. Like there's, I feel like the defensive points don't align well with like how a defense is actually playing. Like critical fourth down stops or a tackle for a three yard running back loss. Like there's so many big plays by a defense that don't get pound, counted for points. Yeah, 
that but like i know that it's just not uh no that's uh, not it's not a thing that easily trackable it's not a black and white stat um it's like it's kind of subjective um as opposed to yards sack etc but one thing that i also would love to see incorporated not an espn track sat is uh off-field nefarious activities (laughs) yeah I would love to see some negative points coming in through through that. Like, for example, like when Pete Carroll yanked his mask down, if you see minus point next week. Oh, right? we lost. You're starting so at we lost points. you for We lost you for a second. Say, what did Pete Carroll do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? How, uh, how I, I can hear you still. How off-field are we talking? Like, if someone gets a DUI, does that count against Absolutely. the points? Absolutely. That's like, that's that's certainly, or for, for example, you know, someone... It, it, it's i really think that there's a lot of uh i think this would just bring a lot of additional attention to a lot of activities that make you like second guess some some players right you know some guys can have and i haven't thought through this this is still an early idea in its infancy but i really think that there's something here about you know come up with a list of activities come up with like the list of punishment because it's you know I guess I got I got hit pretty hard with Wolf. Oh yeah, that was another thing that hit my roster pretty hard was Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Um, but, right. Yeah. yeah like if you get a four game suspension, you should just get negative four that week, whether that player is in your starting lineup or your bench. Agreed. I, I like I like the I like that because then that what that's going to do is make you uh, drop like Will Fuller. Because you're gonna, you would consider dropping Will Fuller. Um, let's say he's like suspended, like minus five or mi- minus uh, minus five. Or if you move him to IR, he'd be fine there. Right? No, no, no. If it, it's like a dividend payment, it's when they announce the dividend, who were the shareholders, not when they pay it. So okay, if you're, okay, he's on okay. your team when he gets a, if if it's week three and there's an in, off the field incident and Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill is suspended for the rest of the season 13 weeks just because you drop him the next day that you still get negative 13 when that punishment comes down i think there's something here but we need to figure out a way for espn to honor that um maybe maybe, maybe we can pen a note to him to instill some values onto uh the nfl how people really hold it'd be like an old school like oh his uniform is dirty like he's running around i'm losing points because he he's, he's not maintaining himself well like what is he doing is that a new tattoo? That's another minus half a point. He's got to clean himself up. I think. I think what I'll have to do is write a write a note to Roger Goodell with my non-dominant hand, pretending I'm an eight-year-old kid petitioning to track these stats. Because <laughs> I'm because <laughs> this is America's game, and I want a cleaner America. Or you can, uh, in, in order to cover your identity, you can cut out letters from magazines and paste them together. Yeah, perfect. Like a ransom, a ransom note. note so. Yeah, you yeah, might get the FBI on your tail, but you definitely get the message across. Classic Dimitri Martin joke. It looks like you're trying to write. Clippy pops up. It looks like you're trying to write a ransom <laughs> note. You should try using harsh language. I was watching a Tom Segura special last night. I never watched that guy's stuff. It's good stuff. We uh, good. we just I'm, we just barreled through all the Jim Jeffries ones too. Intolerant on Netflix is a. Uh, he's talking about his lactose intolerance and his uh, like you know it, it is. Cry your eyes out funny. Highly recommend that one, too. We got some right. tough news on one of our favorite comedians this week. John Mulaney went to rehab. That was tough to hear. Yikes. 
Um, recent uh, transplant to Connecticut. We just we just got him. Now we might lose him from Connecticut. Somber note to wrap on, but uh, that wraps up season one. We'll be back in 2021. We'll be posting some random episodes throughout the NFL playoffs and off season. Please subscribe. Really appreciate everybody who came on this season. All the people that listened. Um, it was really fun for me, and that was the that was the point, and hopefully fun for the guests. So thanks everyone. And couldn't be happier to end it with these two guests right here, Ryan Matera and Dylan Lockman. Thanks, guys. Great work, Matt. Yeah, really great, appreciate uh, put out this year. Yeah, great production. And uh, I know this was the genesis of this was due to COVID uh, and kind of you know being social distance. But I, I hope we carry this forth. It's a uh, something I look forward to on a on my uh, my podcast list. So let's let's keep it going. If if you uh, if you don't mind mind doing so. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks again. Congrats again, Dylan. Nice win. 2020 champion. Perfect. I can't wait to see your Venmo. Or I can't wait to see your, your transfer. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Sounds good. All right. Bye, guys. Later.